بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين صلى الله وسلم وبارك على محمد على آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم إنا نسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم ربنا زدنا علما السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته All thanks and grace should be for Allah تبارك وتعالى for he سبحانه وتعالى given us the chance to meet our good brothers to discuss the deen of Allah which is sent through Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to save human beings from their bad life into heaven in dunya and heaven in jannah this great deen lots of people they do not know how great it is unless they start to understand it and practice it in life some Muslims I'm not talking about kafirs. I'm saying Muslims. They think that deen is only more restrictions, more unhappy life. They have to wake up in the early morning for Saturday Fajr. They have to do this, to do that. There's no or do and don't. And he wants to be free. Unfortunately, there is no free person in this world. Whether they are slaves of Allah or they are slaves of shaitan. There is no difference. No difference in both cases because both of them are slaves. They cannot be free. When they talk about freedom and liberty, when they talk about that they want to do what they want to do, then they are worshipping themselves. And themselves are part of shaitan because shaitan is pushing them to worship themselves. أَفَرَأَيْتَ مَنِ اتَّخَذَ إِلَاهَهُ هَوَاهُ إِلَاهَ إِلَاهَ in Arabic means the one who is worshipped. Some people, they take their own desires as God to worship. They want to do this, they do it. They hate to do this, they don't do it. Now they are worshipping who? Their desires. But when they are slaves of Allah, obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in both do and don't, then they are the slaves of Allah. And being a slave of Allah, that is really a case of upgrading the human being. See Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best person ever walked on earth. Allah called him slave. Subhanallahi asra bi'abdihi. Bi'abdihi. Now Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in the, the, the highest position, highest place that ever human being could reach. And Allah calling him subhanahu wa ta'ala slave. Subhanallahi asra. Isra, where to? Isra and Maraj, where to? To the seventh sky. Still, to make him a great person, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling him his slave. Subhanallahi asra bi abdihi. And if someone wants to, yeah, to ask a question, say, say, what if he is a slave and we are slaves, what's the difference? La ya habibi, there's big difference. Big difference between us and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that he is a slave of Allah like us, yes. He is not a God, yes, but he is a messenger, which is we don't have. So he is having two cases, a slave like us, yes, but he is a messenger of Allah, which is the second case, which is the most important case. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen him among all the human beings at that time to be his messenger. Mustafa, Istafa means chosen. He chosen him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, among all of these people to be his messenger, to be the carrier of the message of Islam to people. So that is a big case. 
because the one who has chosen him is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we thank him wa ta'ala for all of these graces and more graces we are receiving every day and every minute. Tonight insha'Allah we're continuing this dars of Tawheed, monotheism, discussing this book of Tawheed, which is only as we said before, talking about قال الله قال رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم only ayat verses of Quran and hadith traditions of Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم and we as Muslims we just read them and understand what meant by them we, we follow we're not following that imam or that sheikh or that person we're following what Allah تبارك وتعالى said and what Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم said does that, does that mean we disrespect this imam astaghfirullah we love them because Allah loves them because they are awliya Allah. Ala anna awliya Allah. La khawfun alayhim wa lahum yahzanun. Who are they? Alladheena amanu wa kanu yattakun. Who is the best of this ummah after Muhammad s.a.w. and sahaba and tabi'in? These four imams. Abu Hanifa, Shafi'i, Malik, Ahmed ibn Hanbal. Upon the whole nation of Islam, they chosen them the major four imams. So we love them because they are so close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when they have served this deal a lot. We love them, yes, but we do not put them in front of Muhammad They are followers of Muhammad So what they say, if it's contradicted by any means with what Muhammad said, of course, that easily and very easy to say what they have said is wrong. Still we love them, respect them. What Muhammad said is correct all the way. Tonight, as Brother and Sheikh Khair mentioned, we are going to discuss the case of fear of Allah Tabaraka wa Ta'ala. Fear. What, what is fear? Something inside, some emotions inside the human beings stops stub, him or stop him from doing things. Fear is actually to understand Quran and Sunnah because we will see some ayat showing some kind of fear, some other ayat showing some other kind of fear. So how can we combine these two ayat? or these two kinds of ayahs, or two kinds of hadith. Unless we really divide and classify fear into two cases, or two levels, or two different kinds, otherwise we will not understand these ayahs and these hadith. We'll see these evidences just in a few minutes. First type of the, of the fear, or first kind of the fear, is to fear Allah. They call it secret fear. Fear which is inside, that with belief, with love, with worshipping. That's only for Allah. The second one is the natural fear. And that's natural. Every one of us would be afraid of fire, afraid of enemy, afraid of a beast. That's natural. Nobody will say ah, he's a politist because he's afraid of fire. That's not that's true. In fact, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as we said, mentioned in his holy book that one of his best messengers, Musa alayhi salam, was afraid. فَخَرَجَ مِنْهَا خَائِفًا he was afraid. And the other ayah, فَأَوْجَسَ فِي نَفْسِهِ خِيفَةً مُوسَى Musa was afraid when he saw these magicians and throwing all of these kind of things, scaring everybody around. Then Allah told him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, أَلْقِ عَصَاكَ So you're sick. And this is really strange thing when we read these ayahs, we should really think of it. These magicians, they are the best among all the magicians in that area. Fir'aun is really taking them and paying them a lot. 
to be the best magicians on the earth in that time, they are throwing the worst and the strongest magic could ever happen in this world. And people who are watching these cases of magic, everybody is afraid, including Musa alayhi salam. That's a natural fear. Then put in mind how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Musa alayhi salam to throw his stick. His stick. He's carrying a stick to use. As he said in the, in the other eye, which in the eye of Allah said, هي عطايا أتوكأ عليها وأهش بها على غنمي ولديها مارب أخرى. I'm using the stick to يعني lean on it sometimes and for my sheep and so on. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ordering Musa to throw this stick. Just to throw it. Musa is not doing anything except throwing. Nothing in Musa's hands. He has no capability of doing anything. Because he's a human being. And he did not learn magic. But in the order of Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala he threw the stick. Then Allah tabaraka wa ta'ala Al-Qadir Al-Qadir ala kulli shay He told the stick to become a snake. And the stick became truly a snake. And this snake took all of these magic cases which is thrown by these magicians and ate in them. Now, what's the point in here? How come? Why these magicians, the greatest ones among the whole people in Egypt that time, just in quick case, quick action, they became Muslims? People say, how is this? You can't, you can't understand how is this happening. I'll tell you how. Actually, these magicians, they know magic. And they are experts in magic. Very experts in magic. And as soon as they saw the stick becoming a snake, they knew this is not a magic. They knew and they understood this is not a magic. They know magic. They know all of it. So they knew clearly that this is not a magic. This is a miracle of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they directly accepted Islam. And being of Musa was Islam also. Every messenger is brought, he brought Islam, which is submission to Allah wa ta'ala. So, fear in here, the natural fear is not a problem. To be afraid of an enemy, of, of, of a beast, of a fire. But there is a condition, of course. This natural fear is okay, fear is okay but with a condition. This condition is that this fear will not lead the person to disobey Allah, wa ta'ala, or think that this thing, or this grave, or this person, or this wali, or this Khalandar Baba, whoever he is, is having more than he, a human being could do. Or more than a creature could do. If someone comes to you and says that, if you don't do such and such cases, this wali of Allah who is in the grave will come to you at home and he will do this, this and this to you. When a person accepts this and believes in it, he is really falling into polytheism. Why? Because we know clearly among the Quran and Sunnah, the Quran of Allah wa ta'ala, the great Quran of Allah wa ta'ala, the noble Quran of Allah wa ta'ala, the great, great Sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we know clearly that dead people are dead. And they have no other superpower. And the only who, the one, the only one who is affecting people, hurting them or giving them benefits, Allah wa ta'ala. 
clearly upon the hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam, which we are going to discuss later on, inshallah. So let's take this case after we understand the two types of or two kinds of fear. Let's talk, take this ayat and a hadith which is mentioned in this chapter one by one, inshallah. We'll try to finish it not tonight, of course. Next week, hopefully, inshallah, within two two weeks, we'll finish it. The first ayah mentioned in this chapter is the say of Allah Tabaraka wa Taala, Allah Shaykh Rajim. Inna dalikum al-shaytan yuhawifu awliyaahu fala taqafuhum wahafuni in kuntum mu'minin. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is talking to Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his sahaba that shaytan is fearing you with his supporters. Who is awliya shaytan? Who are the supporters of shaytan? Every kafir is a supporter of shaytan. Every person who is, even if he is a Muslim, but he is supporting shaitan by scaring Muslims by the wrong understanding, is also supporting shaitan. This is very dangerous. Very dangerous. We want to be awliya Allah, not awliya shaitan. How are we going to be supporters to Allah? Allah does not need our support, but we are supporting ourselves when we, we are supporting the deen of Allah. The deen of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So, shaitan is Caring us with his awliya. As we mentioned in the ayah before, in the case of leaning on Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, depending on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us in the ayah, الَّذِينَ قَالَ لَهُمُ النَّاسُ إِنَّ النَّاسَ قَدْ جَمَعُوا لَكُمْ فَاخْشَوْهُمْ فَزَادَهُمْ إِيمَانًا وَقَالُوا حَسْبُنَ اللَّهُ وَنِعْمَ الْوَكِيلُ And remember the story was that Muhammad sallallahu and his Sahaba will, after they are hurt in Uhud, battle. Muhammad decided directly to go to follow the Quraysh's army. So Abu Sufyan, before he became a Muslim, he was the leader of Quraysh at that time. He sent someone to scare Muhammad and his Sahaba, so they will not follow him. He sent someone to say, the people are coming back to you. And they're going to smash you all. So when they did this, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his sahaba said a clear word, Hasbunallah wa ni'ma al-wakil. Hasbunallah is a verse, is an ayah, is a word that if we stick to it, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of us. It's leaning on Allah, depending on Allah, fearing no one but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those poor Muslims, poor Muslims who are thinking that if they do not go to the milad of such and such Khalandar Baba, they are going to be hurt. If they don't go to such and such case of novelty, they will be hurted by that person or that person or that case. And you receive SMS messages. Tonight is the milad of such and such guy. Not of course a dead person. If you don't come, you will have you will see this in your children and your family. You will be hurted. And if you come, you gain this and that and this and you will have money, more money, your, your business will be better and so on. And you find some Muslims, they believe this. Subhanallah. Don't we believe that Allah is the only one who is having risk? The only one who can make you alive or make you dead? He is the only one who is going to give you benefits or hurt you? Yes, we believe that. But sometimes shaitan plays with us. So shaitan is here in this ayah 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is mentioning to Muhammad and Sahaba that shaitan is really fearing you, scaring you with his awliya, with his supporters. If you don't do this, we will send you the B-52 to destroy your country. If you don't do this, we'll send you the army of such and such country who are having all sorts of army weapons to destroy you. I want you to remember only, just a small case. It's a big case, but I'm calling it small because it's just small time. When the USSR, I'm not saying Russia, because Russia is small now. It was USSR, containing so many countries, four million soldiers invading Afghanistan. That was about 20 years ago or more. And Afghans in that time had no much of weapons. In fact, no weapons, especially for the regular people. They started to fight these Russians with sticks. But they were holding strong iman inside. They were fighting. They ended up to destroy USSR, to make it only Russia, this country, that country, the other country. It was not destroyed by the finger of Americans. Was destroyed by Allah So a moment, and Muhammad sallallahu is the best example. He started alone in Mecca sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He ended up to be ruling all the, uh, the Arabian Peninsula. Then later on, his being was spread among all the world. Now, why? Because he was depending on Allah. Hasbun Allah wa ni'mal wakil. Just depending on Allah. So Allah is telling us in this ayah, فَلَا تَخَافُهُمْ Don't be afraid of them. Don't be scared of them. وَخَافُونِ Be scared of me. Be afraid of me. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are afraid of Allah. Everybody will be afraid of us. If we are afraid of human beings, if we are not afraid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will be afraid of everybody. Just depend on Allah. Just feel that you are with Allah. And if Allah is with you, why do you care? Why do you care? The question comes in here just to discuss the case of fear. What's the importance of case of this chapter to the Tawheed? Having dependence on Allah, fearing Allah only, Tabaraka wa Ta'ala, is the strongest weapon that you ever could carry with you against shaitan and the awliya of shaitan. When you are afraid of Allah, Allah will make these are afraid of you. Muhammad told us in the hadith that he is given a quality that his enemies will be afraid of him from the distance of one month of traveling. Just they hear that Muhammad is coming, they run away. Although they are a lot more than the, 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 the army or the people with Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this quality is given to Mujahideen. Every mu'min who is fighting for la ilaha illallah. Not for the country or for the money or for this or that. No, the one who is fighting. As Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith, when they ask him who is the Mujahid, who is the Shaheed, who is the true Mujahid, he said, the one who is fighting for la ilaha illallah. Man qatala litakun kalimatullahi hiya al-uliya. He's not fighting to have more land 
or money or women. He is fighting for La ilaha illallah. And he is ready to give his blood for La ilaha illallah. Now we are not ready even to give some few reals for La ilaha illallah. Allah Musta. Uh, what is the relation of this chapter to the case of Tawheed? Because some of the fear, and the relation now, somebody say, okay, why are you talking about fear while you're talking about Tawheed? What's the combination in here? What's the relation between these two cases? The answer is very easy. That some of the fear, some kind of fears, are polytheism. Polytheism is the opposite of polytheism. So, uh, sorry. Polyphism is the opposite of monophism. Monophism is Tawheed. And polyphism is the opposite. So if we are talking about Tawheed, we are supposed to talk about the opposite side of it, which is the case of polyphism. Some kind of fear, if it's done, like fearing someone who is dead, or fearing the shaitan, or the awliya is shaitan, some people are afraid of jinn. Does this make scare, scare anybody? The word jinn? A lot of people are scared of jinn. Because they didn't know how to use Quran and Sunnah to make jinn scared of him. Very simple. Very easy. It's just we people, we Muslims are not using the word hajj that Allah gave us, that Muhammad Sallallahu gave us. Very simple. Yani, as an example, we said before, one ayah, ayah to kursi, when you recite it before you sleep, as soon as you put your head in your pillow and recite this ayah, you are protected by Allah upon the words of Muhammad Sallallahu which is in the Bukhari. Just recite this ayah. Then you are protected by Allah from shaitan. No shaitan will touch you. No shaitan will, will hurt you. But those people who are sleeping in classic music. Yes, salam. Classic music to relax, to put down the, the muscles of human being. You know, we are tired in this dunya. So what we need is to have some classic music. In that state, in the year of 1401, Hijriya, I was there. One of our colleagues in the, in the university, Saudi, he was tired. Of course, what you call it, homesick. He's far away from his country, people, and he's, you know, feeling homesick and tired, so he has troubles in the school. So we took him to a doctor. This is just an example, you know. So the doctor, you know, started to discuss with him, and he said, okay, before you sleep, take a glass of wine. A glass of wine to make you relax. La ilaha illallah. These are the advanced people. The advanced people, the people who know how to make missiles, bombs, that this, they are giving this kind of medicine to a person who is facing troubles and sleeping and going to school. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us the answers very simple in his holy book and his hadith of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. All we have to do is just recite Ayatul Kursi and sleep. The shaitan cannot touch you. But if the other one who is, as we said, living in the, in the, in the uh, slow music or classic music, then he will sleep with shaitan. Shaitan is there with him in the same bed. So he's blamed, not shaitan blamed in this case. Right, the second ayah in this chapter, Allah said, Allah is telling us in this ayah that the only ones who are really maintaining the masjid or masajid of Allah are the ones who are 
believing in Allah وتعالى, believing in the judgment day, last day, they are believing in, and they are doing salah, they are straightening the salah. They are not performing the salah, no, they are straightening the salah. What's the difference? Somebody is praying or performing salah, he's praying salah, right? Right, no, he's not. He, here in, in the Quran, words, he did not say, يصلي. He say, وأقام الصلاة, يقيم الصلاة. إيش معنى يقيم? يعني make the salah straight. Straight in where? In the body and in the heart. Both. You can see a person praying fantastically, but his heart is far away. He's traveling to Delhi or Bombay or maybe huh, uh, Pakistan or India or uh, the West or anywhere else. Or Riyadh or Gua'iyah and so on. The body is there. And mashallah, he's making cool and he's not moving. Even his, his, his mobile is making a lot of music in the masjid. No, 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 they're moving. He's not moving because he's khasha. Mashallah, tabarakallah. Some, some strange khushu is in here. Okay, but the the mind is far away. Travel all around. And be careful, as we said before, Shaitan is really running after us in Salah. He wants to destroy our Salah. We, when we did not obey him, we disobeyed him, and we came to the masjid to make Salah with Jama'ah, doesn't mean that he finished with you. No, he is coming with you also to the masjid. There is a special Shaitan for Salah, as Muhammad told us in his hadith. His name is Khinzab. Khinzab, the name of Shaitan, who is... His duty only to destroy your salah. So he's bothering you in salah, reminding you of the important things that you forgot, so you will not be in your salah. So, come back to the case of maintaining the masjid. What does it mean? Is it building, painting, uh, taking care of electricity? That's part of it, not all. Ya'mur imara in Arabic means to do this, yes. To take care of the masjid, rugs, paintings, lights, so on, that's one of it. But the one which is most important is to attend the masjid. To attend the masjid means to be in the masjid, to, to make salah in the masjid, or jama'ah, to make zikr after salah, that's maintaining the masjid. That's the most important part of the maintaining. إِنَّمَا يَعْمُرُ مَسَاجِدَ اللَّهِ يَعْمُرُ means that he is building, that's part of it, and he is also Building his salah and his deen in the masjid. Just remember that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, during his life, how did he use the masjid? Like we do now, just come and make few rak'ahs and ma'asalama. So slow coming to salah, so quick out. MashaAllah. Can't find better than us in this case. Some people are first, they say, salam alaykum wa One salam here, mashaAllah, second salam, he's already in the, to the door. But coming to the masjid, he takes his time. That's why Allah Ta'ala called these people, they are having hypocrisy. They are having hypocrisy. Minor hypocrisy, inshallah. It's not, any, not excluding them from Islam. Yes, but it is laziness to go to salah. وَإِذَا قَامُوا إِلَى الصَّلَاةِ قَامُوا كُسَالًا He hears Adhan. Let's go for salah. Shway, shway. We are too early. Shway, he hears Iqama. He goes to the water and mashallah takes his time. As slow as he can. Then he comes to the masjid after one, two, three rak'ah. Yeah, no problem. If he catch one rak'ah, no problem. Catch no rak'ah, no problem. Catch the second jama'ah, no problem. Catch no jama'ah, even no problem. Alhamdulillah, I made salah. Thank you. Thank you. Jazakallah khair. You have made a lot of case, big case. It's not true. See how Muhammad used to do with his salah. 
Three houses Allah said the Sahaba did. Yani Muhammad was the Imam. That's why he does not come early to the masjid. He comes in, Salah is making, Bilal was making iqamah. But for the Sahaba, see how much they come to the Salah. When do they come to Salah? See how they do the Salah itself. That if, yani, they, they pray the way that people, if they have walls are falling, they don't care about One of the tabi'een, he used to make salah sometimes when he makes sujood, birds will come on his, on his back, thinking that he's only a wolf, or a part of a wolf. Birds, they come into his back. You think that we have birds to come in our back now? Even flies cannot come to us, because we are so active in our salah, mashallah. Now this is the case. We are supposed to think of it that إِقَامَةُ الصَّلَاةِ عِمَارَةُ الْمَسَاجِدِ means to make the masjid build with salah, build with ibadah. Muhammad Hassan used to stay in the masjid for salah, for zikr, for making يعني, jihad, sending people for jihad. He is making sadaqah, he is all of these things in the masjid. The masjid is not only a place to make salah and run away. Should be Quran teaching in the masjid, should be Da'wah uh, in the masjid should be uh, meeting each other for deal cases, of course, not for dunya cases. In the masjid, this is what the Prophet used to do. The case which is mentioned also in this ayah, وَلَمْ يَخْشَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ And he fears no one but Allah. Ah, that's the one who is going to be muhtadi. The one who fears only Allah. This is the case we are supposed to talk about in this chapter. Uh, then the question comes in here. We have يَخْشَوْنَا Khashya. And we are talking about khawf, fear. Is it, are they the same? Are they the same? No, they are not. There's a small difference between them. What are the differences? There are two major differences between al khashya and al khawf. Khawf means fear. Khashya means fear also, but in different. What's the difference in here? Khashya comes only from the knowledge person, from ulama, from good people. That's So khashya is better than khawf. Because khawf happened from anybody. Knowledge people are not. But khashya is only from the knowledge people. The second difference is the khashya is happening because of knowing the greatness of Allah. يعني, a person who knows the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how great he is, subhanahu wa ta'ala, glorification of Allah wa ta'ala, gives him khashya. While fear could happen because the person is very weak. He's fear, he's fear, that's all. So khashya in this case is better from fear. We are left with an ayah and two hadith. I think we should believe in this for next week, but just to summarize the whole discussion tonight we have said is to say that fearing is a worshipping. Worshipping of what? The hand? The nose? The eyes? No, the heart. Remember when we discussed the case of self-purification long time ago? We said that the worshipping of the heart are, uh, the heart, we are more important than the worshipping of the body. We have worshipping of the heart, worshipping of the body, worshipping of the money. Where are they gathered together? In Hajj. You have worshipping by heart, 
by tongue, by body, which is the tongue part of the body, and by money. But when we come to compare, we have to say that worshipping by the heart is more important, a lot important, than worshipping by the body. Who said so? Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He said in his, holy, in his hadith, which is narrated by An-Naman ibn Bashir, which is in Al-Bukhari and Muslim also, he said, أَلَا وَإِنَّ فِي الْجَسَدِ مُبْغَةِ إِذَا صَلَحَتْ صَلَحَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّهُ وَإِذَا فَسَدَتْ فَسَدَ الْجَسَدُ كُلُّهُ أَلَا وَهِيَ الْقَلْبِ So if this heart is clean, good, worshipping Allah correctly, then he is going to lead the body, drive the body to worship Allah correctly. But if the body is running all around, it could lead up to the hypocrisy. Hypocrites used to pray with Muhammad We used to make jihad with Muhammad you used to do a lot of zikr also in front of Muhammad Sahaba. But they were worse than the major kafir. In the worst or the, the, the lowest level of Jahannam. Although they worship Allah wa Ta'ala and they say La ilaha Muhammad Rasulullah and they pray and they make jihad with Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi I urge each one of us to go and listen to the case we have discussed before called Self-Purification. It's a book. We finished it. About 18 or 19 dars. You can find this in islamhouse.com website. Uh, we discussed a lot of cases of the case of the heart worshippings, which is very important to discuss and understand. If we really gain them, part of them is fear. Being afraid of Allah which is one of the major cases of heart worshipping. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept our deeds. And inshallah, hopefully next week we'll continue to finish the one more ayah and two hadith. Inshallah, hopefully. If you have any questions, I'd be happy to hear from you. No questions tonight, inshallah. Whether they have absorbed the whole case or... Inshallah. Jazakumullah khair for Jazakumullah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I hope I have delivered this as, as good as I can. But because of you, Jazakumullah khair, are listening and yani, uh, accepting these words, may Allah reward us all for that. Jazakumullah khair. See you, Inshallah, next week.